Ashley. I'm Mel. Welcome to Baby Got Stacked. Baby Got Stacked. Welcome back, guys. Well, today is Nicholas Sparks Safe Haven. Nicholas Sparks. Which I personally have always loved Nicholas Sparks. I've, I have so many of his books. You have basically all of his books. Yeah, I think I'm missing mm, four or five at this point. Mm. Which He's a very prolific te- writer, though. <laughs> technically, I'm probably not missing as much, but now I'm starting to collect them hardcover so they look nice. When did this one come out? Um, I think 2012. Mine says copyright 2010. Oh, but oh, this is 2012. Oh, mine and my thingy. Oh, okay. Well, maybe let me. Yeah, the back of mine says 2011. Oh. Well, this is the cover. Oh, mine says 2010. Wait, yeah, 2010. Okay, well, anywho, I don't know when the the movie came out either. Mm. Um, great movie. What did you, What did you think about about it? This was your first Nicholas Sparks book. It was so my what, first. Would you read him again? I would. Okay. I was worried it was gonna be like dramatically cheesy, mm-hmm. and I thought the ending a little bit. But anyway. <laughs> the ending gets me every time and it is my favorite. We'll it, get into it. Uh, yeah. Do you have a quote? <laughs> I do. Well, I technically have two, but. Say them both. Uh, I go will. for it. Yeah. I gotta find. Let me, let me go. Okay. So one of them that I really liked and it, it is in the reading group guide. Um, mm. Everyone has a past, but that's just it. It's in the past. You can learn from it, but you can't change it. And that was said from Alex to Katie. Oh, God. (laughs) And then I also really liked at the very end when she's reading the letter um, from Joe to Katie. It says, if Alex has chosen you, then I want you to believe that I have chosen you as well. And I, I really liked that. Just gave me warm, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> gave you the little fuzzies. And I don't get those very often, so, you know. I have very little emotion in general. <laughs> so, I really liked it. All right. Well, I guess we could read... Do you want to read the back of what the book is ah, about? Ah, yes. Okay. When a mysterious young woman named Katie appears in the small North Carolina town of Southport, her sudden arrival raises questions about her past. Beautiful, yet self-effacing? Katie seems determined to avoid forming personal ties until a series of events draws her into two reluctant relationships, one with her plain-spoken neighbor Joe and another with Alex, a widowed store owner with two young children. Despite her reservations, Katie slowly begins to let her guard down, putting down roots in the community and becoming increasingly attached to Alex and his family. But even as Katie begins to fall in love, she struggles with a dark secret that still haunts and terrifies her, a past that set her on a fearful journey across the country to the oasis of Southport. With Joe's support, Katie eventually realizes that she must choose between a life of transient safety and one of riskier rewards, and that in the darkest hour, love is the only true safe haven. Yes. Which, I mean, this is a kind of romance novel where there is going to be the slight cheese. Oh, there kind of has to be. Yeah, Nicholas Sparks is very known for being cheesy. (laughs) I mean, he's also the author that wrote The Notebook. That made me sob at one in the morning. So, oh. <laughs> you know, but he's well known for, he's yeah. very cheesy. I mean, he's not the type of spice that we read 
where there's... No, it's not like a contemporary romance no. comedy. No, this is a very classic... This is kind of like your mom's romance. Yeah. Which I appreciate. This is your mom's romance. It's but... very true. Yes. Okay. Shall we say our ratings now or save it for later? Um, I feel like it's pretty obvious right now what we were I give feeling. it... A, so, I'll be honest. I've obviously read this book before. It's been a hot minute, but I gave it a 5 out of 5. I've always loved his writing, clearly, as I <laughs> am collecting all of his books. So, I gave it a 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4. I'm just not as into romance as you are, but mm -hmm. I can still appreciate how well written it is and i appreciate the story and its lessons and yeah. its spotlight on an abusive relationship um i liked katie there wasn't many times where i was like just get over yourself but yeah and honestly <laughs> katie and joe kind of reminded me of us, us. yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure i put a note in here i'm yeah. like so basically just me and ashley <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, here, let me pull up, let me pull up the discussion questions. Also, oh, if you yeah, hear yeah. pauses, I'm just drinking my energy drink, Bailani, which... But, not sponsored. Not sponsored. If only. But I wish. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell ya, Alani gets me through almost every single day, I if I could say, afford we've, it. We've basically sponsored them at this point. Oh, 100%. <laughs> There's a good chunk yeah. of their organ sales. It's so just if Ashley. If Alani ever, you know, hears us, I would gladly Boy, drink anything you sent me. <laughs> anything. <laughs> anything. Okay, so I know that you, you tabbed. I tabbed. I, I did not tab. I kind of forgot, and then I was like, you know what, screw it. So I just did the discussion questions, which... I did as well. You, you did it. Yeah, she went above and beyond. So... <laughs> All right. Um, when Alex first meets Katie, he senses that she is in trouble. How does he figure out what has happened to her? Now, I like how he... I, I act like Nicholas Sparks and I are best buds mm. because I call him NS. Oh. Because <laughs> I like to, you know, shorten mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. um, I said that I liked how he incorporated um, Alex's job. Right. To make it seem more realistic on why he's asking Katie those questions mm -hmm. or giving her space or, or whatnot. Right. Noticing yes. small things. Which he was in the army. He was military. He was military. A detective in the military. Yeah, he basically was helping like domestic abuse cases and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, on bases. Yeah. yeah. So basically what Katie was going through, he mm -hmm. got to see firsthand um, over and over again of women dealing with the same thing that she did. Which, like I said, I liked that he incorporated that. Because he easily could have just, I don't know, I don't know how he could have written it. Just made him guess it or something. Yeah, which wouldn't have been, like, that realistic. Right. So I, I liked that part. Yeah, it gave a reason why he was studying her kind of like her small behaviors of why she was mm -hmm. so quiet and just mm -hmm. reserved or like playing with the wedding ring that wasn't on her finger like it's the small things that he's just noticed in other abused women that make him yeah basically know yeah without her telling exactly um number two 
What is the nature of Joe and Katie's relationship? How does Joe's profession play into their friendship? And how does Joe help Katie adjust to her life in Southport? I said that, um, that I don't even think Katie, well, obviously she didn't want any friends because she didn't want to get close to anyone. Right. But I think she started liking Joe even before she realized it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that based off of Joe being a grief counselor. Yeah. Um, that just made her an amazing listener. And so that kind of was what Katie needed. Um, I even wrote, I personally love Joe and Katie's relationship. They just joe's answers yeah yeah i have a lot of my tags are just her sass i love it um and she really just asked questions in a way that was open-ended enough for katie to just say all the truth and like admit things she didn't even realize she was thinking or feeling um but yeah i loved joe's comments on different things like, I have one tab where she was saying, do you see these hands? These were made for caressing handsome men and meant to be adorned with pretty nails and diamond rings. They're not meant for paint rollers and paint splatter, that kind of manual labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most of these are truly just Joe saying shit. It's great. It, it's really great. I, I really, I really appreciate it. Third question is, what role do Alex's children play in the development of his relationship with Katie? A big I, one. Well, I feel like they're a buffer. I feel like they kind of make Katie's walls go down because, right? I mean, like they're, they're children. Um, I wrote an example: the beach when she like oh. kind of was like not wanting to reach out yeah. to them or be open, and I feel like that beach scene kind of really transformed their relationship, mm. and I feel like that was like a turning point. Yeah, I put that Alex was just more willing to approach her knowing and seeing his daughter being so comfortable with her like when yeah. uh, Josh was drowning and her first instinct was to run to Katie out yeah. of nowhere this person she just met yeah. yeah and she's never she's never had kids before um, I, but I think she I mean she always wanted children yeah you learn later on that she had wanted kids mm-hmm. her partner shut that down because didn't want to ruin her body fuck Kevin well get to kevin i've i've got a little i'm pretty sure i have a tab in here that says mm-hmm. of course his name is kevin when you first look what his name is okay well <laughs> i mean you're not wrong you're not wrong katie and alex they do fall in love very quickly um i think that honestly i think the small town feel probably helps them yeah i put close proximity helps <laughs> Yeah, she. They're just always running into each other. That that's literally how I mean, like high school relationships form and all that, because you're mm. literally around them all, all the, the time. time. Coming from a small town, I just a small town girl. Okay, <laughs> we'll casually break into song. We'll pause for a song break. Um. <laughs> so. I laugh. I'll just laugh at myself. It ends with, have you ever fallen in love so quickly? If not, do you think it's possible? Mm. I put, oh, my love life, dot, 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 LOL. <laughs> that's, that's all I put. Mine just says, yeah, I've fallen fast. Oh, I. but that's just because I'm in that relationship right now. I mean, I've. I've fallen. It's fa- happened. I've fallen fast. I mean, 
Whether I, it actually works out long term or not, I won't is really go dependent. I won't on go into people. I won't go into details because I'm sure my mother will be listening to this. Hi, but, ma'am. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I have. But uh, I thought I'd. I'd put oh, that when in she there. hears that, she's gonna come to you and ask for those details. Yeah. Yeah. Not looking forward to that one. <laughs> um, but we're all adults. Okay. Are we? Well, no, but I like to tell myself that. Yeah, number five has my favorite quote when Alex says to Katie, everyone has a past, but that's just it. It's in the past. You can learn from it, but you can't change it. Um, the question was, do you agree with him? If it's Is it possible to truly put the past behind mm-hmm. you? I said to an extent, um, I think people shouldn't be judged on their past mistakes, but I also think that past events make up a person on yeah. who they are what they're doing, their thought process, yeah. things like that. So I I feel like the past is always with you because mm-hmm. it, it's who you are yeah. and why you do That's things. That's literally what I wrote. Yeah. I put, I don't think you can 100% move on. The past made you who you are and you should remember past mistakes so you don't do it again. Same mm-hmm. with positive memories. Yeah. It's, it's remembering them, not like yeah, really sinking into wanting to change it. Yeah. that's just wasted energy. Because, I mean, obviously you can't change the past – um, we all know that. Um, I said that you can never truly put the past behind you. You just have to accept and learn. Which, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, the past is who you are. There's yeah. reasons why I do certain things because of things that have happened before. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, the past will always be with you. You just have to learn to accept it. And Easier said than done. But it's just, uh, I think that's well, what, yeah. like, growing up it is when you're an adult. <laughs> is just learning to accept the whenever past I mistakes. Get, whenever I get to be an adult, I'll let you know. Oh, we're not there right No, mm-hmm. not even close. I'll probably be 80 and not an adult at this point. Oh, I hope not. Oh, yeah, I hope not either. <laughs> um, so Alex is a widower. I think we learned that pretty fast. Pretty early on. Yeah, he at least hints of, like, single dad. Yeah. Wife not here. Yeah. Still love her. And then they mention that he still wears the ring. Yeah, um... The question was, how has he dealt with his grief uh, since his wife passed, and how has his need to respond to his young children' grief? Children's grief affected this. Um, I think he did the best he could with what he was given. Yeah. Um, I think he. There was a point in the book that he like tries to with his son go fishing, and then he tries to, like yeah. raise his daughter. So he like mm-hmm. gives them their own Alex. attention yeah. and things like that instead of doing them both at the same time. Yeah. Which I think is very important, mm-hmm. um, making them, like, both equally feel special. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I think, and he also talks about their mom a lot, keeps her memory alive. I mean, right, he literally, saw pictures of her. Yeah, uh, he literally has a photo of her, like, in their yeah. bedroom. Um, so I, I think he does a really great job of continuing on his wife's legacy. Yeah. Um, I think he takes care of the kids' <clears throat> grief really well. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to his own i think he worked on it slowly and whether he meant to or not he really busied himself single parenting taking care yeah. of each of the kids getting that store doing yeah. it on his yeah. own yeah he um, does how he does own a uh, like a convenience, convenience store, yeah. store um that also like helps with gas for boats and they've got mm-hmm. a cook and uh, small town <laughs> yeah the small town. town i think he did pretty well considering it was a lot to juggle, and I forget how long. It was like three, four years since his wife had passed. Mm, I think so, but I also don't know how long 
I don't remember. If it did, I'm sorry, but I don't remember how long it said that she was sick. So she died oh, of right. cancer. Yeah. Um, and she had enough time to write letters to everyone, right. yeah. um, including to the future girl that Alex would fall in love with. with. Um, and I think she did a really good job herself preparing her family, or at yeah. least Alex. Her children were still very young at that yeah. time, but of just letting him know, like, it's okay. I want yeah. you to be happy. Yeah. It's okay to move on. I yeah, want you to. Like, I don't know. Did it ever say how old she was when she passed? Because I feel like they were young. I mean, obviously the children might were young. Have, but I don't remember. But she was like, our, our kids deserve to have a mother figure in their life. Yeah. And to, you know, I won't be able to take them to prom, but have someone taking them to prom. Yeah. I know. I it's know. so sad. It's, sad. it's so I sad. I will say, I have a sticky in here of when we, what we learned, uh, what had happened. I put, it's always cancer or a car accident. It really is. It always is. <laughs> it, it is. I, I mean, I feel like those two things happen to a lot of people, so I, I almost feel like they're, they're trying to get the readers to like, oh, oh this happened to me and, and things like that. Which, I mean, both things have happened, mm-hmm. um, at least in my life. But, yeah, I think it's it's always... Cancer really hits you right in the feels. It really does. It does. Everyone yeah. knows someone. Yeah, it really does. So then we're going to start getting into Kevin. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when Katie tells Alex about Kevin, she says that I hate him, but I hate myself too. Um, I honestly feel like she says that because she, so it, it's brought up that she left before and then she's tried twice. Kevin has tracked her down. Yeah. Um, and she's still, I, I feel like she still loves what he could be because he wasn't always this way. He didn't start being abusive. Until after they're married. Yeah. Until the honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Um. So I feel like she's trying to protect herself and probably she's thinking, well, if he's doing it to me, he can't do it to anyone else, which I feel like is a lot of cases Mm. as well. Yeah. Um, I took it as she probably thought, like, she did it to herself. Like, she should have seen it coming. She should have known, like, at the first sign. She should have just been gone, but she stayed, Mm -hmm. which is always a question of, like, well, why don't they just leave? is never that simple yeah like she had her final escape plan for months yeah making sure she can like slowly steal dollar by dollar i know get Uh, a payphone when she's getting her hair done try to get a fast haircut in color so she can go to the store and get a prepaid phone and setting up all these things just so she can leave fairly successfully yeah she almost did at that one neighbor of a bitch Bitch of a neighbor. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, anyway. We'll, we'll get to that, but um, um, but I feel that she like blamed herself almost for her own situation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I, I was the one who married him, but yeah. like he was a different person. Yeah, and like, per I mean, we both have not been in like physically abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in like mentally abusive, but didn't realize it until looking back. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's it's hard it's to read it. It's always hindsight. But, but I, I honestly think he did a really good job of writing it. Oh, yeah. He gaslit her, pretending to be someone else, yeah. really made her fall for him. Yeah. So, 
Um. <laughs> Plus the whole time, like, you still fell in love with that person. So you're like, yeah. okay, maybe he'll change. He promises he won't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this, uh, number eight. Um, <laughs> what a doozy. <laughs> Despite his violent behavior and his drinking, um, Kevin quotes the Bible pretty constantly and takes the the Ten Commandments very, very seriously. Very seriously. Um, What I wrote to this question is, Kevin can go fuck right off. That is all. That is all. Um, And right off is in all caps. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because every time I read that, now, like I said, I've read this before, but it's been a hot minute. Mm. So I have a tab that says this man needs to not exist. Oh, well, <laughs> foreshadowing there. Um, yeah. So every time he'd quote the Bible, um, it would just make me angrier and angrier. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There, it, I know I put a quote about another white man using the Bible as his excuse. <laughs> there it is. She uh, went there, ladies ooh, and I gents. also have a tab that said men are trash. Oh, um, well. <laughs> Your boyfriend's going to like to hear that one. I'm in a very happy long-term relationship. Um, I hate this man a lot. I hope something terrible happens to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's It was just frustrating every time he bought up the Bible mm-hmm. quotes. Mm-hmm. And then when he would bring up someone else's wrongdoing, he'd be like, well, that's so unchristian. Yeah. And it's like, do you think what you're doing is Christian? Yeah. And it's just a an excuse. Thy shall not beat my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just used it whenever it was convenient to him. Yeah. Yeah, it drove me nuts. I didn't... I should have tabbed sometimes, like, what like what happened. Oh, I guess, like, he... Um, I think he found her at one point. Kevin does. Mm. And he kept thinking that Alex was up in the house with Katie right, but yeah. she was not um and it says later he spotted her profile at the window saw her smiling as she turned away and knew she was thinking about the gray haired man which is um yeah. Alex thinking about sex and the bible says those who gave themselves over to fornication and strange flesh are set forth for an example and suffering the vengeance of eternal fire he was an angel of the Lord. Aaron had sinned, and the Bible says he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of holy angels. Um, we come to find out that Katie's real name is Aaron, Aaron. Um, and she uses the neighbors across the street, the elderly couple's dead daughters, mm-hmm. like her identity, right, and takes her name and, and all of that stuff. So that's where she gets Katie from. But her real name is actually Aaron. Um, so, yeah, he, Kevin finds her, um, in Southport, eventually, um, because of that, because of, he's, oh, fun fact, he's in the law, like, he's a he is, police officer, he is the law. Yeah, he, yeah. So he is able to track her down, um, after finding out that she used the neighbor's daughter's identity, mm-hmm. um, tracks her down, and then sets fire to the store and to Alex's house while he's not there. Alex, yeah. Alex has gone to pick up someone from the airport. Yeah. Katie's babysitting the kids at his house. Yeah. Kids are asleep. Mm-hmm. Katie's trying to fall asleep. Before that, when Katie left him, he kind of goes on this downward spiral. Yeah. 
becomes an extreme alcoholic, gets put on suspension from his work. Just like an example of him using the Bible to like mm-hmm. stop other people. Mm-hmm. Kevin felt dirty whenever he had to talk to him because the guy was a pervert and he belonged in prison since the Bible says, let there be no sexual immorality among you. This man also ended up cheating on Katie. Yeah. And he knows that that was wrong, but he thinks that he could just play it off, not mention it, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And he kept saying how Katie was selfish to leave. She had it so good. All she had to do was cook him dinner and keep the house clean. Ugh. And then he did everything else for her. Ugh. Yeah, it's he's literally the worst. He's actually the worst. There was one point, one of the questions was, do you have any sympathy for Kevin? I said, no. I have zero. And then I said, reference number eight, which is <laughs> Kevin can go fuck right off. That is all. <laughs> so, so that is what I feel about Kevin. But like, I mean, <laughs> NS makes a really, like, he really uses Kevin for us to all hate. And it's really easy to hate Kevin. Oh, we're just and so he, easy he writes it so him. well. Especially, mm-hmm. like, the Bible verses, things like that. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah. He does a really good you job. You just feel so much rage. Yeah. I mean, one of the questions was, did reading this book give you a new or better understanding of domestic abuse? And I said, I think it gives a better understanding of domestic abuse by the way the Bible was used, because I think it, yeah. it got their thought process that, like, mm-hmm. they can do no wrong. Right. That everyone else can do wrong, and mm-hmm. because of the Bible, that's, like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am not religious, and... Neither am I. But, like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, it gave another perspective <laughs> as to why abusers do what they do. Yeah. So it can give another outlook and be like, okay, so this is why victims act the way they do. Or yeah. why they had to do what they did. Yeah, exactly. To survive. Yeah, so at at the end of the book, um, Katie gets out with the children. Um, she makes the children run to her own house, which I personally don't even know how like distance wise what that is. It said a mile or so. Maybe she had to like ride a bike to make it okay, a faster that trip. Makes, that makes sense. Um, but basically, Kevin is so drunk that he's basically poisoned himself yeah um and she ultimately ends up killing him because i if i remember correctly he smacks alex very hard right. in the head right from behind and then she i'm pretty sure and... i'm pretty sure she shot him with his own gun if i remember correctly guys it's been a hot minute since we read this book um he dies what's important is he dies <laughs> that's that's the important part he like fell off the steps or something after being shot down Um, yeah 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 and i mean in the end um alex tells katie that he's sorry for her loss which i think he's referring to like i think katie loved him like i said for what he could have been because Mm. in the beginning of the relationship everything was fine yeah so i i think that it's just part of her life that she's losing yeah. Necessarily doesn't mean that it was, like, good. Yeah. But it's a part of her life that is Yeah, lost. I put, I'm sure that there was always a little bit of hope that maybe he would actually change back to who yeah. he was at first. Yeah. Plus, I mean, she did spend a lot of time with him. This has been her life. And now, 
mix of emotions like oh shit it's finally over yeah and then just kind of everything at once happening so then after kevin dies thank god thank god and alex gets released from the hospital from his head injury um he realizes that kate like he wants to be with katie katie and him will be together forever so he gives katie Oh, this is my favorite part. Okay. <laughs> he gives Katie the letter that his wife wrote mm-hmm. to the future girl that wins Alex's heart. heart yeah. Um, and we find out that Carly's nickname, which his wife's name is Carly. I don't want to say ex-wife. It just sounds weird no, to me. No, because they never actually... Yeah. yeah. So, um, his first wife, wife... His first wife, yeah. um... Her nickname was Joe. Which my tab says, why the fuck did they call her Joe? I mean, maybe her... But then later on, I think her middle name is Joe. Like, it's Carly yeah, Joe. I think it's Carly Joe. So, we find out that her nickname was Joe. And basically, her ghost was the Joe that was living next door. Because when Katie gets home, she realizes that next door is actually, like, really... Just abandoned. In, yeah, in yeah. rough shape. No one's ever lived there and all this stuff. And she thought she was just imagining it, um, but then she realizes that it was actually his wife. Kind mm-hmm. of, I don't want to say pushing her to Alex, but being there to watch Guiding, over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, that is my absolute favorite part <laughs> of the entire book. What do you think? It. <laughs> wow. That's quite the pause. To me, I took it more as, like, she was imagining a person because mm. she was so alone. She didn't have anyone else. She felt mm-hmm. so afraid to talk to anybody. And mm-hmm. so, like, of course, her mind, like, made up this person. Yeah. I put Joe being the wife, though, pretty cheesy. Um, <laughs> I like the cheese. I get it. It just was reminiscent of, like, how in Greece, like, the whole movie is very realistic. Mm. And at the end, they just fly off in the car and be like, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, really? I was wait. like, I was like, Greece, like the country. I was like, wait, what? Greece, okay. <laughs> never mind. Greece, like the fantastic movie. Got, the, got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to suspend some belief, and so it's like, yeah, okay. I, I, I guess I like it's, the, it's sweet. I like the cheesiness of mm-hmm. it. Um, call me an old romantic, I guess, but I, I've always liked the cheesiness of, of it. Now I will say not all of his books are are that cheesy in the sense of I don't want to say tying it back or ghosts or whatever, but this one definitely has the, <laughs> the cheesy factor to it. I I will it say that. Fine. It was it I liked it. It it was just the yeah. fact that it ended that way and so that's like the last lingering thought in my mind. Yeah. But it didn't by any means ruin anything. I I still really like the book and I liked the ending. I thought the letter was really sweet. I don't know if I could have been that big of a person if I were in that situation to actually write to the next woman. No. I hope he's going to fall in love with. My paper would just be covered in tears and you wouldn't be able to read anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. I. I didn't even thought of it. So the very last question um, was, did the book make you think differently about your own life and the things you value? I didn't even write that because that's just like way too much for me. Um, so I did not write anything for that one. At the very 
least it made me think of like if I needed to, mm-hmm. would I be able to just pack a backpack and then just leave and abandon everything I've known, whether good or bad? Yeah. If it were my life, yeah. I literally put, I wouldn't want to, but it could if it meant my life. <laughs> yeah, I could. Because, like, I can't fit both my cats in a backpack. Yeah, I mean... I can easily, like, if you give me, like, two hours, I've done it before, where I've packed just what I need. Yeah. And gotten out. Yeah. So, I've, I've done it's it. It's like, if you have to, yeah. Yeah. But then it's also reminding me of, like, shit, is all the things in the fireproof safe? <laughs> yeah, then you start, my mind started wandering, then, you start and going, then I started panicking. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, overall, I give it a four. I would recommend it, as long as you kind of kept an open romantic mind. Just for the ending. Yeah. Um, no, I, like I said, I've always loved Nicholas Sparks. Um, I've always read him. I think I started reading him probably maybe in high school. Mm. Um, my mom liked his books, um, so I've always read him, but I gave it a 5 out of 5 because I still really liked it. But I like the cheesiness. That's just me. I liked his writing. It went, I, I didn't think there would actually be that kind of violence towards the end and like yeah. his actual death. Yeah. Or that kind of fight scene. So it went somewhere I didn't think it would, and I liked it. Yeah. No, it, he... Very realistic. I feel like he also, there's not, like, any questions. Like, I feel like everything ended, I don't have, like... It's well, wrapped up nice. Well, yeah. yeah. There's no loose ties. No. He does a really good job of, of ending it. I, I think at some point we should try to watch the movie. I put, I would definitely watch the movie. <clears throat> the movie has Julianne Huff in it, which I love her. Mm-hmm. So... I think that we should. I don't know where we can find it, but I think we should. Oh, nice. I don't think we have any shout-outs this week that I can think of. I don't think so. Yeah, so definitely um, follow us on Baby Got Stacks podcast. Yes, we're and, on Instagram. And you have your own book Instagram. I do. It's called Reading with Melon. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. That's way too much. I can't. I don't have time for that. So. Well, I don't even do, uh, like, my personal Instagram, really. There's nothing much on there. Yeah. Yeah, I just post pictures of my cat. Which it's is not important. Exciting. It's important. It's just not that exciting to other people. But yeah. Um, Tune but in yeah. for the next yeah. episode. We bounce back and forth between romance and uh, mystery thrillers. Because that's how our mind works, and we love them both. We really do. Tune in next week to hear our babbling. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah.